Be Rad podcast is brought to you by MoFo, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's macadamia masterpiece, mind-blowing nut butter blend now available on Amazon. Bala Enzyme, electrolyte and triple enzyme recovery drink mix. Paleo Valley, nutrient-rich ancestral-inspired health products. By Optimizers, performance supplements like magnesium, probiotics, and more. And B-Rad Whey Protein Super Fuel, coming soon. Stay tuned for details. And please visit bradkearns.com to check out my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance with great discounts for listeners. And here we go with the show. Now, we talk about breathing deeply to uh, efficiently use the diaphragm, but you can breathe deeply and lightly rather than deeply and, let's say, aggressively. So when you mix dry air and cold air and suck large volumes through your mouth without the filtration system offered by your nose, boy, you can get yourself into a really memorable experience. The limit of your ability to breathe entirely through your nose as you exercise is uh, strongly correlated uh, with your maximum aerobic function heart rate. Hey listeners, I want to tell you a true story about the super awesome Paleo Valley Superfood Bars. And I can't believe I'm promoting an energy bar because I literally took a 17-year break or so from eating a single bar. That's because I've eaten plenty in my day. Back when I was a triathlete, I was sponsored by the original big-name bar makers, and I used them for so many years on long bike rides and then leaking into my life as a daily habit. But guess what? Most energy bars, even today as we evolve and have better product selection in, in so many ways, most energy bars contain as much sugar as a candy bar and even the high protein bars have lots of sugar and usually an inferior quality protein paleo valley bars on the other hand are free from added sugar or processed sugar and have an assortment of bonus ingredients like grass-fed beef bone broth protein for your collagen needs a blend of nutritious plant-based ingredients like pumpkin seed kale broccoli spinach blueberry spirulina cherry turmeric ginger himalayan pink salt and very important Importantly, the product is cold processed. It's hard to use the word superfood unless it's deserved, and it really is deserved with this product. I get a distinct sensation of feeling satisfied and nourished after eating a Paleo Valley bar, and it lasts for hours. And let me tell you, these bars are the real deal. They've been rigorously taste-tested by Brad Kearns himself on my epic 22-mile Cactus to Clouds hike back in October, where I ate five bars in a single day while hiking the single most difficult hiking trail in the United States in Palm Springs. Paleo Valley superfood bars actually taste great all day long because they're not overly sweet and they're filled with those healthful ingredients that give you true satisfaction. Hey, go try some out. What do you have to lose? Paleovalley.com. Take that 15% discount with the code BRAD15. Hey, listeners, it's time for another breather show about breathing. I did a show about breathing, the basics of breathing, uh, many months ago, and I've been diligently working on this. So I want to start my comments with an update on my breathing practice, which uh, I'll remind you was a brand new thing for me. I never thought twice about breathing as a potential way to improve peak performance 
Uh, I knew about the importance of nasal diaphragmatic breathing to reduce stress levels in daily life, and that breathing through your nose is more efficient and allows access to the energy-rich lower lobes of the lung when you use the diaphragm and pull nice, strong breaths. But I always thought that uh, taking a deep, deep breath and bringing in as much oxygen as possible was equated with efficient breathing and also de-stressing. And the uh, recent best-selling books, one is called Breath by James Nestor, the other one is called The Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McCune, uh, both contend with plenty of research supporting this, that when you Uh, make attempts to breathe deeply and inhale a bunch of oxygen, it actually elicits the stress response rather than a relaxation response. So I begin my comments with the awesome quote that I think about all the time from Patrick McCune to simplify this this whole deal here, this whole breathing practice uh, with the recommendation to breathe as minimally as possible through your nose only at all times for the rest of your life. How about that for an assignment? That especially goes for sleep when we really have to activate that parasympathetic activity through nose breathing and through not over-breathing. Um, I had an email uh, comment come back like, wait a second, Brad, what are you talking about? What about when you're doing hard exercise? And so remember the quote, breathe as minimally as possible through your nose only at all times for the rest of your life. So when you're out there pushing yourself hard in a workout and you need to gasp for air, of course you open your mouth and you suck in as much air as you can in order to recalibrate. So when I'm finished with my 400 meter uh, race and I've pushed myself to the maximum, of course my chest is going to be heaving and I'm sucking in as much oxygen as possible because of the effort that I just made. Uh, I have to. Now, the adjustment that I've made is during workouts, during peak performance efforts, I will take as much air as I need to perform. And then I will quickly try to recalibrate back down, 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 like I'm turning the dial down for the amount of oxygen I'm inhaling until I can recalibrate back to nose breathing only. So this is particularly relevant when I'm doing, for example, sets of uh, sprinting running technique drills, which are difficult efforts lasting maybe 10, 15, or 20 seconds. And I will initiate these drills breathing through my nose only, or often holding my breath for uh, a portion of of an 80 meter sprint and then trying to breathe a few times through my nose. Now, guess what happens when I'm done with an 80 meter sprint or a difficult 20 second drill? Yes, I have to open my mouth and suck air in in order to recalibrate and that's fine. What I do is take as many big, aggressive mouth and nose, of course, uh, inhales, and then I will try to gracefully uh, recalibrate back to closing my mouth and breathing through my nose. And I detailed the amazing benefits of nose breathing. One of them is that it facilitates nitric oxide production uh, as the air passes through your nasal passage, unlike when you suck in air through your mouth. It also warms filters and humidifies the air so it's much more easily processed in your lungs. Uh, I remember a reference to a time when I learned that the hard way. Uh, You can look on my Instagram. I'm sprinting up a hill in the desert in Arizona 
and it's a cold morning, uh, and ha- whatever portion of the uh, the effort, as I was working my way up the hill at full speed, full effort, uh, I started to open my mouth and really suck air in. I was as I was reaching maximum intensity, and something happened where I really burned my lungs and had a traumatic event where I went into a coughing spell uh, for the next fifteen or thirty minutes, and it was severe. I mean, I felt like I was going to gag a few times where I had to stop, get on my hands and knees, and try not to vomit. Um, Now, the desert air in the winter is very dry. The humidity is much lower than I'm uh, accustomed to, and it's also uh, pretty cold. So when you mix dry air and cold air and suck large volumes through your mouth without the filtration system offered by your nose, boy, you can get yourself into uh, a really memorable experience about the benefits of nose breathing. So if we can start out with that objective of just keeping that mouth closed, mouths are for talking, noses are for breathing, uh, let that be our mantra as we go through life, and realize and acknowledge that when we get up to high-intensity exercise, we're going to be uh, using the mouth on an as-needed basis, but not on a default basis uh, unconsciously. So yes, my workouts are now looking quite different uh, when I'm exercising at a comfortable heart rate. Uh, my mouth is closed. And then when I start getting into it, my mouth is closed for a certain portion of the effort. And then it opens up and then it closes back up. And boy, the the performance benefits are touted and, and clearly uh, explained in the science that you can get into in the aforementioned books. Uh, I can't sit here and say that um, I'm a magnificently improved athlete uh, because my breathing has improved, but my results as quantified by the breathing test that I'll talk about shortly um, have have improved tremendously. So I'm doing something right. And it certainly feels a whole lot better than a couple years ago when I was getting back into uh, performing longer intervals on the track and had numerous bouts of sort of uh, panic breathing uh, at the end of a longer interval, let's say 300 meters or 400 meters, where I'm running hard, I'm running hard. And then when I crossed the finish line, I had trouble catching my breath. I felt like I was going to pass out and I was kind of moaning and, and pulling this air in, in in a panic mode, like, <gasps> like that. Uh, so that doesn't happen anymore. And so now like my performance limiter is back to uh, the lactic acid buildup in my legs or what have you, my ability to generate power. Um, so I think that's been an improvement, not only due to the breathing practice, but also getting in better shape. Uh, but it definitely is been a worthwhile experiment. I'm committed to it long-term. The science is so compelling, especially as breathing relates to stress management, but also that idea that the nose is doing a wonderful job uh, preparing the air for most efficient use and utilization throughout the body. And then uh, to recap why, which I also talked about in the other show, The Breathing Basics, um, let let it be known that our blood already has plenty of oxygen uh, almost all the time, unless we're in real trouble in the hospital. And that's why the nurses uh, walk around with a handy pulse oximeter that they will place on the finger of a patient. And if their oxygen gets too low, then they have to go on oxygen and all those things that we see with uh, the people who are ill or feeble. But for almost all of us walking around, uh, 
we are going to get a uh, blood oxygen saturation score of somewhere between 95 to 99%. Now, what's cool is these things are being widely used. So you can get a pulse oximeter on the internet for uh, 20, 30, 50 bucks. Uh, my new Garmin watch that I use for golf yardage has a feature of a pulse oximeter on there and you push the button and it reads uh, the sensors through your wrist and it'll deliver your score. Um, so at the normal breathing rate, unless we're doing some fun stuff like performing a deliberate breathing exercise, uh, most humans breathe at a rate of around four to six liters of oxygen per minute. This results in an almost complete oxygen saturation score of 95 to 99 is what you'll usually find. Um, so in other words, we're breathing plenty and we're most likely over breathing uh, rather than um, dabbling in the uh, exercise of reducing our breathing volume and our breathing rate. But those familiar with yoga, meditation, when they ask you to slow down your breathing, it's a great way to relax and trigger parasympathetic function as opposed to the overbreathing, which is strongly correlated uh, with stress, especially the panic breathing where we're breathing through mostly through our mouth and taking narrow, shallow, panting breaths to kind of hyperventilate, which is that reaction to stress. Uh, instead of controlling our ventilation carefully, uh, that's why it's so important or so beneficial and helpful to uh, get mindful about your breathing as you are about to enter into the cold water or do something that's going to elicit a stress response. Uh, interestingly, uh, that blood oxygen saturation level, which is usually 95 to 99, will go down uh, at high altitude. So when I'm in Tahoe and I uh, perform a uh, pulse oximeter or uh, a smartwatch test on my blood oxygen, I've seen it down 92, 93, and wondering, oh, gee, something is wrong. My blood has less oxygen in it. But actually, this is a good reaction to high altitude or changing your altitude, uh, because what's happening is the uh, red blood cells, the hemoglobin, are less saturated with oxygen because the body needs to dump more of that oxygen into the working muscles and tissues at altitude. Because when you climb upstairs, it's kind of tough and you get winded really easily if you're in a high altitude town and you went up there for ski vacation or summer fun, you'll notice right away that basic human activities are more difficult. So the body's response, the body's reaction to that is to lower oxygen saturation and dump more into the muscles and tissues to get a performance advantage or a performance necessity. Hey man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gainswave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gainswave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gainswave reports an 80% success rate. 
Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary band-aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gaines Wave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainsway from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainsway providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gaines Wave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit GainesWave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments, and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, There's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. (laughs) Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a -a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you. Of course, it's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. Um, So now, think about that. What if we could call upon uh, that benefit at any time, uh, such as at sea level, uh, and and improve the oxygen delivery to tissues and muscles? Yes, of course, we're going to get a fantastic performance advantage. Uh, Now, just before we delve into that more, I'll talk about the flip side, which is uh, can we get a performance advantage by breathing really hard and really aggressively to bring more air into our body as we're running that 400 meters or trying to finish up a CrossFit workout strong or play in pickup basketball, running up and down the court and start to increase your uh, activity in your lungs to breathe in more oxygen. Here's a, a strong assertion by Patrick McEwen and others, uh, over-breathing, th- that is breathing additional oxygen, will not help increase athletic performance. Quote from McEwen's book, it is physiologically impossible 
to increase the oxygen saturation of the blood in this way because the blood is almost always fully saturated, right? You're going to get that reading of 95 to 99% even when you're in the midst of uh, an, an ambitious uh, workout. Now, if you were getting a blood oxygen reading in the home stretch of the 400 meters, that might be a different story. But generally speaking, we are breathing in plenty of oxygen through our big old mouths and our nose. Uh, and McCune contends that over-breathing, increasing your breathing, would be like pouring more water into a glass that's already filled to the brim. So, it, the key to improve performance is not more breathing, but rather more oxygen delivery. So I provided that example of high altitude that you can see uh, in a pulse oximeter reading that your oxygen saturation is going down, meaning the hemoglobin is less bound to oxygen so it can more freely dump it into uh, the working muscles, organs, and tissues. So we, we have that kind of uh, backwards. And this is where I got stuck and didn't pay attention to the emerging breathing concepts until uh, pretty late in the game, right? I've heard about this stuff. I've uh, listened to Brian McKenzie talk about it uh, several years ago, and then uh, slowly tiptoed in that direction, because I'm thinking this way, gee, um, I have enough air almost all the time, right? Even when I'm swimming, uh, I'm not really, my performance is not really limited by not getting enough air. And swimming is the most difficult sport to uh, obtain enough oxygen. That's why it's perfectly acceptable and strategic to open your mouth wide and suck in as much oxygen you can with each breath. But it wasn't the limiting factor. Uh, and of course, it wasn't the limiting factor uh, when I'm performing uh, with in, in, in land instead of water. Now, um, getting more oxygen delivery to tissues and organs, that's where the performance advantage uh, is availed. And because I didn't understand that my breathing rate or the oxygen intake was directly correlated with how much oxygen is getting delivered, uh, I was kind of at this standstill where I just assumed uh, I breathe in just fine, and so I'm going to work on other aspects of uh, uh, peak performance, looking for performance advantage. Uh, but then, and this is not some radical new idea, but this is actually uh, basic biochemistry, the Bohr effect. And the BOHR effect is uh, what contends or, or demonstrates that um, the greater... Uh, carbon dioxide you can tolerate, the greater carbon dioxide buildup in the bloodstream that you can tolerate, the more oxygen will be released to working muscles, organs, and tissues. And so what happens with carbon dioxide buildup? That's when you're breathing less rather than breathing more. So getting good and getting comfortable with breathing less oxygen in will give you this wonderful performance advantage and not sacrifice anything because we are almost all the time fully saturated with oxygen. Hey listeners, I discovered an awesome new electrolyte and triple enzyme powdered drink that's going to knock your socks off. It's called Bala Enzyme. And it comes in a convenient little pouch of bright orange powder that you pour into water for the ultimate electrolyte and antioxidant drink. It's simple, convenient, and yes, the orange tint comes from a potent serving of turmeric along with a clean and diverse assortment of enzymes and electrolytes and a perfect taste that's not fake or too sweet. 
Bala was created by husband and wife doctors to help their patients recover from inflammation, improve hydration, speed up recovery, even relieve joint pain, improve digestion, and boost immunity. I love their incredible devotion to product quality. There's a lot of research behind it, and I just sprinkle this packet into ice water, and it's so easy to stay hydrated because you absolutely enjoy the taste of the drink. Get their convenient little packets. They even designed it with the uh, the tear half torn so it's easy to open into the water. I love what they think of. And it comes in three exciting flavors, pineapple, lime, and berry. It's so potent, it might stain your fingers if you get it on your fingers. And yes, that's a good thing for a serving of turmeric that's that potent. It's also sugar-free, zero-carb, and promoting of the three R's, rehydrate. Relieve and revive. Please visit balaenzyme.com, B A L A E N Z Y M E. And of course, there's a special deal for B Rad Podcast listeners 30% off your first order. Just use the code B R A D 30 at balaenzyme.com. The Bohr effect basically states that carbon dioxide is the key variable that allows the release of oxygen from red blood cells to be metabolized by the body because, and this is in bold highlight, it loosens the bond between hemoglobin and oxygen. This is what facilitates delivery. So um, improving our carbon dioxide tolerance is a key peak performance variable. And how do we do that? By breathing less frequently. Um, Overbreathing is associated with bringing in more oxygen than you need because you're almost always full. And then exhaling too much carbon dioxide rather than allowing it to build up in the bloodstream to trigger the Bohr effect and dump the oxygen away into working muscles, tissues, and organs. Okay, so... um, by practicing this at all times, going back to the McCune quote of reducing your breathing at all times, you are going to have a much less stressful experience through life because uh, minimal breathing and increased carbon dioxide tolerance is associated with a parasympathetic activity and controlling that panic response that often comes when we get uh, things get out of hand and we start panting. Okay, and then of course the athletic performance benefits of delivering more uh, more oxygen. Are, are profound, uh, but I'm going to say that we need to trust science on this rather than have this amazing revelation where um, we're uh, all of a sudden capable of superhuman feats because our, our carbon dioxide tolerance improved. It's not quite there, but I think the uh, nuances are really important, such as uh, if you are able to reduce the stress impact of your workout with optimal breathing, then you're going to recover faster and it's not going to be such a destructive effect. There's not going to be as much uh, free radical production and all those things that come when you push your body hard and you are not delivering sufficient uh, oxygen to uh, the working muscles, tissues, and organs. So um, by breathing lightly at all times, you are now in training uh, for your athletic goals as well as your stress management goals uh, by simply closing your mouth and uh, allowing the nose to do the work. And then secondly, and this is the part where I also had to uh, have a breakthrough in my understanding, um, forgetting about this idea of breathing uh, super deep and high volume breaths. Now we talk about breathing deeply 
to uh, efficiently use the diaphragm, but you can breathe deeply and lightly rather than deeply and let's say aggressively. Um, so this goes for your meditation exercise, your yoga class, and your uh, comfortably paced workouts where you can just uh, go along with your mouth closed and do what you got to do, uh, breathe as needed, but uh, forget about this idea of getting stronger and more powerful lungs to suck in more oxygen. It's simply um, not aligned with the science of athletic performance and human physiology, okay? So to track your progress, and I'm so happy to update that uh, my BOLT score, this stands for Body Oxygen Level Test. It's a way of determining your carbon dioxide tolerance. It has gone from uh, pathetic uh, in the very much needs to improve category when I first started up to the superior. And so 20 seconds is kind of the threshold to uh, show competency with carbon dioxide tolerance, and 40 seconds is uh, regarded as outstanding by McCune and others. And so when I first started and did my first bolt test, I could barely make it to 20 seconds. And in the book, um, uh, The Oxygen Advantage, uh, McCune talks about how he's come across many athletes who perform very poorly with the bolt score, despite being at a high fitness level. And this is possibly because we're very practiced at over-breathing uh, when we're doing our workouts and opening our mouth and sucking in as much air as possible. So with devoted practice over perhaps a year or more time, and it's not anything that's disturbing my life. I'm not uh, dedicating, uh, you know, many minutes every single day to do this. I just do it uh, casually and randomly whenever I feel like it, when I'm sitting down relaxing in the evening or uh, any other time. I just grab my uh, phone and time myself. But the way to perform the Bolt test is to uh, breathe uh, regularly for several cycles and then exhale gently, but exhale all the air out and then pinch your nose and then sit there comfortably and wait until you have a significant urge to breathe. So it's not a challenge to see who might pass out because they're so badass at holding their breath, but it's actually holding your exhaled breath in a comfortable way, and then pretty soon there's going to be some tension building up. So it's not about willpower or increased focus or pain tolerance. It's just noticing when some significant tension builds up that you really want to take a breath. And a lot of times what will happen is you'll get sort of a reflex, like a swallow will happen in your throat, uh, and that's showing that the seconds are counting down, and you're sure going to need to pull in a breath pretty soon. So you don't want to game the test by pushing yourself and pushing past the point where you have just that mild discomfort in order to take a breath. How do you know that you'll perform this test appropriately is that uh, initial breath that you require will not be this big, crazy breath uh, like we're familiar with when we have a breath-holding contest. So I'm going to be exhaling all my air, pinching my nose closed, and then at a certain time on the watch, I will uh, regain breathing, and, and it sounds something like, 
I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near for red light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes. And there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period and a special 5% discount for B-Rad podcast listeners. Just visit Mito Red Light, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. I want to tell you about wildhealth.com. They're an online provider of comprehensive precision medicine and health consultation services. They offer DNA analysis, custom lab panels, extensive medical intake form with family history and lifestyle preferences, and regular online visits with a board-certified precision medicine physician and a health coach whom you can message anytime through their convenient app. Wild Health evaluates your data to determine what you need for nutrition, exercise, sleep, and supplements, and you can experiment, consult, and retest to get everything dialed in. You'll get a cutting-edge epigenetic test of DNA methylation to calculate your all-important biological age and have fun lowering your age over time instead of following the mainstream path to accelerated aging. It's time to strive for awesome instead of just normal. 
Did you realize that only 6.8% of Americans are deemed metabolically healthy and only 2% are declared optimal? That's disgraceful, but you can turn things around quickly. Please visit wildhealth.com and you will see that this is the absolute gold standard of personalized medicine and it's available to you right now. Telemedicine available anywhere in the USA. Wild Health is generously extending BRAD podcast listeners 20% off the cost of membership. Just visit wildhealth.com slash Brad or use the code Brad20 at checkout to get 20% off and start taking control of your health today at wildhealth.com slash Brad. And then that's one sound I made, one breath cycle, and then the rest of it's back to really gentle nasal breathing. So you uh, should be able to get back to gentle nasal breathing after a single uh, elevated nasal breathing at the end of your bolt test. And so again, I could barely make it to 20 seconds, and now I can routinely hit 40 seconds. Uh, I might be pushing that a little bit when I'm looking at the stopwatch and it says 36, and I want to get up to 40 to get in the outstanding category, but uh, I'm not uh, gaming the system because um, my initial breath is okay. And sometimes I'll screw up and I'll go too long and I'll need a big breath or I'll need two breaths and I'll be like, all right, well, you know, the, the, the stopwatch said 40, but I'm really thinking that that bolt score was probably a 35. Uh, so that's the bolt test. You can also do the um, CO2 exhalation test. And this is one where you can go for it and do the best you can and challenge yourself uh, without having that nuance of wondering if you um, perform the test appropriately. And so the, the carbon dioxide exhale test is where you take a maximum inhalation. So you spend a few breath cycles really doing some deep breathing, expanding your diaphragm uh, and inhaling all the way to have the lungs fully expanded. And then with a full uh, chest of air, you exhale really slowly and try to preserve or extend that exhale for as long as possible. And so what it's going to sound like, I make kind of a whistling sound out my nose uh, with this gentle exhale. So air's coming out at all times. You're not allowed to pause your exhale. So it's a full inhale and then a sustained exhale. So let me make a little sound effect for you. It's where I'm fully inhaling. Okay, so you heard that exhale going, going. There's a noise coming out of my nose, and um, that will continue, continue. And as you get uh, toward the end of your uh, tolerance, what's going to happen is it's going to be hard to hang on to the sustained exhale. You're going to want to either reach for a big inhale, or you're going to stop, and that'll um, be the end of your test. So when I get near the end, it more sounds like... Right, I'm still on the exhale pattern, but I'm getting at the end of my rope, and so I'm, and then I'm done. Back to a big inhale and back to normal breathing and then looking at the stopwatch and those have a whole nother category of uh, needs to improve, satisfactory and outstanding. I believe over 60 seconds of a sustained exhale is in the outstanding category. Maybe it's a minute 20 is in the outstanding category. 
So how do you improve your carbon dioxide tolerance and your, as represented by improved test scores? One is to perform the tests on a regular basis. Uh, so again, I haven't trained hard for this objective, but over time, I've noticed just a gradual, gentle improvement in my scores. Uh, and of course, the absence of the panic breathing at my hard track workouts is a wonderful uh, benefit as well. Um, and you can also do an assortment of advanced exercises. Uh, there's These are detailed in the books where, you know, you're out on a workout and you're going to exhale and then keep jogging uh, for a number of stride counts, like see if you can make it to 10 strides, 20 strides, and continue to progress during your workouts. Now, this can be uh, fun if you're super motivated, but I don't want you to push yourself too hard and kind of get sick of this or get annoyed by the... Um, uh, by the strategy. Uh, my friend Dave Cobrin loves his morning runs on the beach, former podcast guest, devoted podcast listener. Um, and he was, you know, dabbling with the nose breathing. And he says, you know what, when I'm out there enjoying my jog on the beach, I don't want to be bothered with some uh, peak performance tactic. It's kind of annoying. And I know a lot of people are annoyed, especially at first when you close your mouth and start breathing through your nose. Um, there's a lot of uh, snot flying around in the air and it gets to be a hassle. Uh, but what it does do is it'll keep you honest on your pace, especially if you're trying to uh, maintain an aerobic pace with um, your, your math heart rate of 180 minus your age, because for, typically it's correlated nose breathing or your the limit of your ability to breathe uh, entirely through your nose as you exercise is uh, strongly correlated uh, with your maximum aerobic function heart rate. Now, interestingly for me, uh, my increased competency with breathing uh, allows me to continue to nasal breathe beyond my math math heart rate. Uh, and that's never happened before. And I've been doing this for uh, over 20 years where I've tried uh, nasal breathing, especially if I didn't bring my heart rate monitor along. It's a great way to regulate the pace of your workout. Uh, but I've noticed uh, over many years uh, that strong correlation between uh, if you need to open your mouth, guess what? For me, that means I'm exceeding uh, 130 heartbeats a minute. And um, so that's a great way to uh, calibrate your aerobic workouts nicely. But it does take some experience. Um, if you find difficulty uh, with uh, opening up those passageways appropriately, you can use the nasal strips. Those are really good uh, for evening because, again, the evening is the single most important time to emphasize nasal breathing uh, because you want to get that nice exchange of um, nitric oxide in the evening, uh, warm filter uh, and humidify the air that goes into your lungs. And this will facilitate parasympathetic activity when you need it most when you're sleeping. And so if you have a problem breathing through your nose during sleep, this is strongly correlated with uh, poor sleep habits, sleep apnea. Um, that's why they're testing people in the sleep labs and, and prescribing them with a CPAP machine because it facilitates uh, nasal breathing at night. So we want to get that handled no matter what. And I find the nasal strips really helpful and apply them uh, most evenings. I try to do it on an as-needed basis as I don't want to be kind of uh, dependent on it, uh, but it really does ensure that my mouth is uh, not used for the duration of the evening. And sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night or at some point uh, long after I've gone to bed, realize that one of my nostrils has become plugged and I'll try to turn over and activate the other nostril sleeping on my side or 
or just throw the nasal strip on. I think they're especially important when you're traveling and in a new environment, because a lot of times we require an adjustment period to um, get used to the <laughs> the dry desert air or the altitude air or the hotel room air uh, or something changes. Uh, and I, I don't quite know what it is as far as the allergens in the environment. You know how it takes a while to get used to a new environment. And so uh, trying out those breathing strips. And then if you do have trouble uh, during aerobic exercise, breathing through your nose because of excess um, uh, fluid buildup or, or one nostril stuffy or something, uh, apply the nasal strip and do the uh, comfortable workout. Brian McKenzie cautions us against using those things when you're doing um, the higher intensity exercise because as you open up your nasal passageways, you have a tendency or a potential to... Um, to kind of uh, burn the sinus out uh, by pulling in too much air, more air than you're normally capable of without those nostrils open. But I'll tell you, I do um, uh, finish my 400-meter uh, sprint or whatever. I'm doing something really difficult, and I will reach up and physically uh, expand the width of my nostrils in order to more quickly recalibrate back to nasal-only breathing. So I'd say that would probably be a better strategy than going to uh, your CrossFit workout, your track workout, or something that's going to bring in uh, maximum intensity uh, with a strip on there, opening up the passageways if you're not used to it yet. Okay, um, let's end with a nice quote from Patrick McEwen, quote, true health and inner peace occurs when breathing is quiet, effortless, soft, through the nose, abdominal, rhythmic, and with a gentle pause on the exhale. Especially at night, unless you breathe calmly through your nose at night, you have no idea what it feels like to have a great night's sleep. Um, this is where the practice of mouth taping has become so popular. I had Mike Mutzel on an early show, and he was talking about his uh, enthusiasm for mouth taping at night. And that's just applying a special strip of tape. Uh, you know, it's not going to be like a random strip of electrical tape, but actually 3M makes a, a special tape that's recommended uh, for comfortable positioning over the mouth. So it serves as an automatic reminder, a trigger to continue to nose breathe. I haven't actually tried that because I think generally uh, the nasal strip does the trick for me. It's a little scary to imagine going to bed with your mouth taped shut. Uh, I might want to open it to insert a cough drop if I'm uh, if I'm inclined. But um, Mike Mutzel uh, unwittingly had a great soundbite during our show when he uh, was talking about the benefits of mouth taping, and he said, "Yes, we even regularly tape our seven-year-old's mouth shut." And I laughed and took him a couple beats, and then he laughed too. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's something you can try as you get more advanced into this. But we want to make sure it's fun, comfortable, and you're uh, enthusiastic about uh, continuing to dabble further in your breathing practices. But I'm really happy to report um, some, some good results and great enjoyment out of the experience and definitely convinced that this is the way to go, is to breathe minimally through your nose only at all times for the rest of your life. Life. So thanks for listening to a breather show about breathing. 
I want to tell you about Inside Tracker, an awesome new ultra personalized nutrition and lifestyle program that combines data from your comprehensive blood panels, genetic test results, and lifestyle and fitness data from a Fitbit, for example, and organizes everything into one super cool online portal of your personal health. I am just getting going with this, and it's awesome. It has everything in one spot. For every blood result, you can click on a blog post or watch a video to learn more about these values. It's a great education in general health and self-quantification, and it was developed by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometric data from MIT, Tufts, and Harvard. The patented Inside Tracker algorithm calculates your so-called inner age, and it shows each biomarker as either optimized, needs to improve, or at risk. And then you can take precise corrective action with a science-backed plan to reach your performance goals. Oh, mercy, people. On my first round of testing, guess what my inner age was? 62! Shocker! Because I just turned 56. I'm sorry. You know what? When I delivered that blood test, I believe I was a little overtired, and several of my biomarkers were deemed to be subpar. So I made some changes as directed. I recovered better, rested, went back, and delivered way better numbers at the next blood test. The Inside Tracker motto is change is an inside job and that is for real you got to keep tabs on this stuff to be at your best and they have an amazing deal just for brad podcast listeners they are going to give away a grand prize of $1,500 in Inside Tracker value. So to enter, all you have to do is go to insidetracker.com slash bradpod, B-R-A-D-P-O-D. Check it out right now at the link and enter the contest. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support. Please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkerns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free ebooks when you subscribe to the email list. And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.